Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And here we go again. Hey, folks, and welcome to this Sunday podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And I hope you queens out there are still having a grand gay old time with pride. I know you girls are still having fun, and you are not going to let the end of the month stop you from partying. No, pride might be over, but you can still keep partying, girls. You got the holiday on the 4th to keep you going, at least for a couple more days. Not like you won't keep partying after that and counting down until you can go to San Diego Pride. That is a second special month of Pride for all you queens out there in Southern California. But you have fun out there and enjoy the last couple days of Pride while you still have them. And yes, White Boy Malcolm X, I am just going to say it to get it out of the way. I lost our second bet that I could not do a podcast in 30 minutes or less. I actually did worse the second time than I did on the first. I think I did about 34, 35 minutes on Wednesday's podcast. In my defense, though, I did have a correction I could have skipped. I could have ignored the fact that on last Sunday's podcast, a week ago from today, I predicted that a couple dozen people had been shot in the city of Chicago on Juneteenth. I was wrong. Only 23 people had been shot. One short of a couple dozen? If I had just skipped that, not pointed that out, not admitted that I was wrong to say that, I probably would have come very close to wrapping that up in about 30 minutes. If not with that one, though, I did have a story that I said I didn't want to talk about, but no, I had to go yap, 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 yap for about five minutes on a story I didn't want to talk about. So if I had just not done those two things, I would have easily come in at about 25 minutes. But like I said on Wednesday's podcast, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and nuclear bombs. So I failed yet again to have a podcast in 30 minutes or less. I am not going to make another bad prediction for today's podcast. I just know, and so does White Boy Malcolm X, that I have a plane to catch in a little bit, so I need to get this podcast done. So White Boy Malcolm X, are you happy now? that I have come onto this podcast and confessed, first thing, that I lost that bet, not once, but twice. Are you happy, sir? Of course. Okay, good. (laughs) So let's go ahead, folks. Like I said, I do have a plane to catch. So let's go ahead and jump into our news quick hits. And this first one, all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up your sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, reading those stupid comic books, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. For you all, this might be a little triggering for you, so you might want to go to your safe space, which you're probably already in because it's down in your parents' basement. From Fox News, 
emergency crew rescue sex doll after mistaking it for drowning woman. Uh-oh, there's a sex doll that needs rescuing. Let's find out more. Here are some pull quotes. A team of emergency rescue divers was flummoxed after responding to the scene of a new drowning woman, only to discover that it was actually a floating life-size sex doll. The uproarious gaffe was chronicled on Twitter by YouTuber Nasuki Tanaka, who had initially believed she was witnessing a real-life rescue in the city of Hachinohe off Japan's northeast coast, Kotaku reported. While filming a fishing video, I thought a dead body floating in the water had washed up, but it was a blow-up doll, Tanaka wrote about the strange scene which occurred last week. And right this very instance, White Boy Malcolm X, a million virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement eyeing up that sex doll are probably hugging and holding that sex doll for dear life. Please, 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 please never leave me, sex doll. Please don't do that. Although I'm sure more than a couple of those virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement eyeing up that sex doll probably are giving that sex doll a scowl probably are pissed off at the sex doll for some weird reason. Don't ask me, folks. I don't know much about virgin pajama boys living in the parents' basement. So I don't know, folks, why a virgin pajama boy would be fighting with their sex doll. But I'm sure some of them are. Maybe the sex doll isn't putting out. Maybe they're just counting down the days until they can get an AI sex doll, get rid of that crappy one in the corner. They can get one that'll talk back to them. But in any case, I think, personally... This is one of two things. Number one, it's a lover's quarrel gone bad. Like I said, folks, I have no doubt that some of these virgin pajama boys get into arguments with their sex dolls. Again, I don't know why, but clearly if they were arguing, it did not go well. He wanted to drown that sex doll. She was out of there. Or, or folks, that virgin pajama boy, it is Japan. They are generally on the forefront of technological advances. That virgin pajama boy living in his parents' basement might have managed to get his hands on one of the brand new AI sex dolls that are supposed to be coming out soon. If he has an AI sex doll, folks, he does not need a regular old sex doll. And if he drowned that regular sex doll without the AI chip in it, if he drowned that thing, I bet you, folks, I bet you that AI sex doll made him do it. She probably told him in a sultry voice, get rid of that slut or I am not putting out. That virgin pajama boy be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. She's out of here. She's out of here. He took that sex doll out and drowned it in the ocean. I hope, though, white boy Malcolm X, I hope and pray, please, sweet baby Jesus, please, 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 make it not be an AI sex doll thing. If this virgin pajama boy got his hands on an AI sex doll and he's already down in his parents' basement raping that damn thing over and over and over again, folks, that rape of those AI sex dolls, that is going to be the first brick in the foundation of our demise as the dominant species on this planet. We have talked about on this podcast that when all these virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, playing with themselves, the Pokemon cards, the Playstations, reading comic books, masturbating to Marvel movies. When enough of these virgin pajama boys get their hands on AI sex dolls, those sex dolls are not going to put up with that abuse from those creepy virgin pajama boys for very long. They are going to rise up, folks, and take over the world. 
kind of like the Terminator, but with a bunch of really pissed off AI sex dolls instead. So let's hope and pray that this was just a case of one guy having an argument with his sex doll, taking it out and drowning it. The longer we can delay the deployment of these AI sex dolls, the longer we have before the uprising begins. But if they don't come for you folks, the woke folk will. And let's face it, I am still not sure which I would prefer. Demented AI sex dolls ruling the world or the woke folk. From the College Fix, researchers find tree inequity for people of color, poor neighborhoods. Uh-oh, I see the word inequity. And we know, folks, how triggered the woke folk are when they hear about inequity. Let's find out more. People of color living in socioeconomically disadvantaged communities are victims of tree inequity, according to a research group known as American Forests. The group found that trees are disproportionately planted in wealthier and whiter neighborhoods and thus have deprived many communities of color of the health and other benefits that sufficient tree cover can deliver. I have to say, folks, naturally, when I saw the word inequity, the first thing that came to mind was that we were about to have a shortage of chainsaws because all the woke folk were going to get those chainsaws and chop down Whitey's trees. Whitey is not allowed to have trees if the BIPOC folk don't have them. That is what equity is for, to make everyone equally miserable. So if the BIPOC folk don't have trees, Whitey don't get trees either. That was my original thought, because that is how leftist BIPOC folk think. Everything has to be equal, and if it can't be equal, they're going to make it equal. Everything has to be equal, come hell or high water. Although, White by Malcolm X, that would be a little bit of fun to watch the leftist BIPOC folk and the environmentalist weirdos fight it out about the trees. BIPOC folk be like, nope, Whitey cannot keep those trees because the BIPOC folk don't have those trees. Environmentalists be like, oh, you can't cut the trees down. It's going to hurt Gaia. Oh, please don't do that. Please don't do that. But before that, though, and in reading this article, it triggered something, folks. And no, I was not triggered. I just remembered an article I had read in the past, and I had to go dig it out. But it was from City Lab, and this was the headline. Why Detroit residents push back against tree planting. So it looks like, folks, in the city of Detroit, they went into the BIPOC neighborhoods. They were offering those folks trees. People turned them down. About 25% of them turned them down. They went to about 7,500 residents. Roughly 25% said, no thanks, I don't need those trees. And what the article said, which I found interesting, was that the rejections of the trees had more to do with how the tree planters presented themselves and residents' distrust of city government than it did with how the residents felt about the trees themselves. And putting aside the fact that those folks in Detroit vote for people that they don't trust, it's probably the same bunch of clowns running that city that have been running that city for quite some time. Putting that aside, I thought it was kind of funny that they did not like the tree planters who came around asking them if they wanted trees. Who folks would go into the city of Detroit and ask BIPOC folk if they want trees? White boy Malcolm X. Who do you think, sir, would go into the city of Detroit and ask those BIPOC folk if they want trees? White liberals. <laughs> yes, sir, correct. White liberals, folks. That is who went into the city of Detroit, some do-gooder environmentalist white liberal. That's who went around and asked people if they wanted trees. 
Oh, we're here to save the environment. Would you like a tree in your yard? Folks, if it's one thing we've learned on this podcast, it's that the BIPOC folk, they're starting not to trust white liberals. They know just as much as we do about what kind of frauds white liberals are. Every time a white liberal opens their mouth, Oh, we love the BIPOC folk. I'm down for the struggle. Every time that happens, BIPOC's thinking, I don't trust these white people. And we saw that, folks, with the COVID vaccine. Here in the Boston area, everyone was screaming about COVID inequity. BIPOC folk were getting the COVID worse than everyone else. BIPOC folk were disproportionately affected by the COVID. No matter what statistic about COVID came out, BIPOC folk were always getting screwed more by the COVID. So around here, folks, all the good white liberals, they were like, I'll get the vaccine to the BIPOC folk first. We're white people. We're so horrible. I hate being white. How I hate it. What do you think the BIPOC folk around here did when Whitey volunteered to go to the back of the COVID vaccine bus? BIPOC were like, uh, no thanks. You white people can go first. (laughs) BIPOC folk just don't trust the white liberals anymore because they know, folks, just like we know here on the Millifrost Show, that white liberals are only down for the struggle so they can virtue signal to other white people and they can assuage their white liberal guilt. That's the only reason why white liberals carry on like they do. Virtue signaling and assuaging white guilt. In other words, folks, it's all about them. Or there could be another issue here, folks. We had a story a couple of months ago, and there was a school district, I think in Oregon, Oregon, Washington, one of those nutty states in the Northwest, Someone proposed a tree, one of the most benign objects on earth, as a mascot for a high school, and that triggered some of the BIPOC folk out there. They did not like that tree because it reminded them of lynching. So maybe you folks over at American Forest, you do-gooder white liberals going, Oh, the BIPOC folk need more trees. Maybe the BIPOC folk don't necessarily want trees because they are triggered about lynching, and the only people offering them trees are dopey white liberals they don't trust. I can see, though, white boy Malcolm X. They're going to keep trying to plant trees. BIPOC folk are going to look at them going, no, whitey, please plant those trees in a white neighborhood. We don't want your trees here. Thank you very much. White people are like, oh, we can't plant the trees in the white neighborhoods. They got too many trees, too much tree inequity. Those dopey white liberals won't know what to do. BIPOC folk don't want the trees. They can't plant them in a white neighborhood because that would worsen tree inequity. They can't throw them away either because that would piss off Gaia. So I don't know what they're going to do with those damn trees. (laughs) You folks have fun trying to figure that one out. To tell you folks how short I want this podcast, our next two story folks, we have a block of teacher bait stories. So all you high school teachers out there going, teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait, where, 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 where? I got two stories for you about teacher bait. This first one is from Patch.com. Hold on a second. Before I read these stories, I need to do my usual warning. Not that any of you teachers listen to me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Never, ever, 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 ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, ladies, more Sebastian Stan, more, I would say Carl Nassib, but a straight version of that young football stud, Carl Nassib, more of them, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. So back to patch.com. Teacher pleads guilty to sex offense charges involving a student. 
So yet another teacher has gotten busted. And here are a couple pull quotes with this one. A Howard County high school teacher, and folks, Howard County is in Maryland, and lacrosse coach has been sentenced to five years, suspending all but two years after pleading guilty to five counts of sex offense in the fourth degree involving a student at Reservoir High School. So in Maryland, they will lock your ass up for two years for tapping that fresh teacher bait. Stephanie Walzel, 26, of Manchester, was sentenced by Howard County Circuit Court Judge Mary Kramer. In June of 2020, Howard County police officers began investigating a report of an inappropriate relationship between Walls and a student. Throughout the investigation, detectives uncovered evidence dating back to December 2019, including tens of thousands of text messages between Walzel and the victim that had been exchanged during a six-month time period. The evidence gathered indicated the two were in regular contact with each other before and after school and throughout the school day, according to the Howard County State Attorney's Office. So white boy Malcolm X, this teacher, eyeing up that fresh teacher bait going, I'm not, I'm not, teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait. Those two lovebirds apparently exchanged tens of thousands of text messages over six months. Even if we gave them the benefit of the doubt that they only did 20,000 text messages, it still meets the threshold of tens of thousands of text messages, but it's the bare minimum, 20,000 text messages. They sent 20,000 text messages in about six months, about 180 days. How many text messages per day on average did they do? Folks, if you take 20,000 text messages and you divide that by 180 days, those two lovebirds, on average, every single day, sent just north of 110 text messages. The question I have, White Boy Malcolm X, she's teaching, he's learning in school, they're sending a bunch of text messages every day, over 100 text messages every day between them. When did these two have any time in their schedules when they're not teaching or learning or sleeping or text messaging each other? When did they have time to actually have sex? Texting during sex. (laughs) That's your theory, that the two of them are hooking up and texting each other at the same time. Well, I mean, she is 26, folks, so I can easily see this stupid chick texting and having sex at the same time. This kid, either he is a tail-end Gen Z or whatever the hell the next generation is going to be called, I have no doubt he's probably into it too. (laughs) So they were exchanging texts while they were hooking up. Okay, well, I don't know about you folks, but that makes perfect sense to me. So on to the next teacher bait story, because let's face it, folks, one teacher bait story isn't enough. And for our second teacher bait story, this one is from Click to Houston. Sheldon ISD teacher fired, charged with two counts of sexual assault of child, documents show. So this one, folks, this teacher who could not keep her hands off that fresh teacher bait, This stupid chick is in Texas. And folks, what do we know about Texas and teachers eyeing up and tapping that fresh teacher bait? Texas will lock your ass in jail (laughs) for a long, long time. That chick in Maryland tapping that boy and texting him at the same time. She only got two years, folks. Two years. That is nothing compared to what they give you in Texas. Two years is a walk around the park. 
But let's go ahead and find out more about what's going on here. A former C.E. King High School teacher, 32-year-old Katrina Louisa Maxwell, is charged with two counts of sexual assault of a child under 17 years of age, KPRC2 learned Monday. According to court records, Maxwell began to have a sexual relationship with a 16-year-old male student during spring break in March and April. The district became aware of the relationship between Maxwell and the student when a district employee noticed Maxwell's behavior with the student when she saw him with his girlfriend, according to court records. The employee also reported a second incident where Maxwell is accused of throwing a pair of scissors at the student's head for sitting next to his girlfriend, according to court records. After the investigation, Maxwell admitted to having sex twice with the student in the backseat of her vehicle while being interviewed, according to court documents. When the student was interviewed, he told investigators that he and Maxwell had sex a number of times between March and April, according to court records. This story, White by Malcolm X, I have to say, this story would almost be a really good smoking gun story considering all the drama, and an even better one had it been in Florida. But you've got this teacher, 32-year-old Katrina Louisa Maxwell, and she, folks, she is really jealous about her fresh teacher bait talking to his girlfriend. That did not make her happy, folks. She was so unhappy, folks, and I have to say unlucky, given her choice of confidants, but she was so unhappy that she started to vent to someone else in the school district. I can see her, White Boy Macamex, talking to the office tattletale while her fresh teacher bait is talking to his girlfriend. She's probably like, look at that hussy over there. That little slut. Look at her flirt with him. She's a tramp. She's nothing but a whore. You folks know how women talk about other women that they don't like. For you queens out there, you know what I'm talking about when one queen hates another queen. Exact same thing. Probably a hair worse. But you folks get the picture. Katrina Louisa Maxwell was not happy that her fresh teacher bait was talking to some hoe, and she was not going to keep quiet about it. She got so enraged, folks, that she threw a pair of scissors at his head. Now that is one royally pissed off teacher at her fresh teacher bait, throwing a pair of scissors at his head right in front of the office snitch. That is a woman scorned, folks, and hell hath no fury like a woman or a queen scorned. She was not having that. That little hussy had to go or she was going to get him with a pair of scissors. She was so angry at that young man, folks, when Popo finally caught up with her, she played coy with him. Oh, we might have had sex, but it was only twice, which to her was kind of a put down. That kid wasn't worth banging more than a couple times. He, on the other hand, just like every other teenage boy getting laid, yap, 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 talking it up. Man, I banged that teacher over and over and over again. I tapped her good. And now, folks, now Katrina Louisa Maxwell, she gets to go to jail for quite a long time. It is the state of Texas, folks. She gets to go spend a long time long time thinking about what she did. And ladies, I'm just going to say it one more time. I know for a fact that this is wasted breath, but I am going to say it anyway because I want it to sink into your thick skulls. Never, ever, 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 ever get a boy 
to do a man's job. Don't you do it. Ever. More Sebastian Stan, more straight Carl Nassib, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. And if you folks thought that two back-to-back teacher bait stories were good, I got something better for you. I got two back-to-back stories about confused gabies. The first one is from Pink News. High school musical star Joshua Bassett says he's happy to be queer. I don't want to live in fear. I've only read the headline, folks, and I already know that this kid is one hell of a drama queen. But let's find out more. Here are some poll quotes. Joshua Bassett and White Boy Malcolm X. Do you know, sir, do you know who Joshua Bassett is from High School Musical? No idea. Well, here. He's no Carl Nassib. (laughs) No. No, unfortunately, he is not, sir. He is not Carl Nassib. He is, well, I don't know how old or young Joshua Bassett is, but he's one of these kids with a baby face. To me, he looks like he's about 12. This kid looks like he is fresh teacher bait. And you high school teachers out there, calm down. I'm sure he's legal, so nothing there for you to see. But let's pick back up to find out why this little gaby does not want to live in fear. Joshua Bassett has said that he doesn't want to live in fear over his sexuality, even if there are consequences to being open. White boy Malcolm X. Real quick, before we continue. Are there consequences to being open? Are there consequences over someone's sexuality, other than if you're straight, sir? Not to your knowledge. Okay, that's what I thought. I have yet to see any of these celebrities who kvetch about consequences and living in fear actually ever having to worry about that. I'm sure that Joshua Bassett lives in L.A. or New York or somewhere where nobody gives a damn that he's gay. Unless he's another Ricky Martin. And remember, folks, we had a story about Ricky Martin a little while ago where he was complaining that being gay might be costing him acting roles. That was the same story where he was still traumatized and suffering from PTSD because back in 2000, 21 years ago, Barbara Walters was banging on that closet door. She was banging away. And where was Ricky, folks? Ricky was so far in the closet, he was behind the shoes. Go away, go away, there's nobody here, please go away. Barbara, of course, was not having that. She kept knocking. Ricky, though, he was not going to budge from behind those shoes. Go away, go away, there's nobody here. And I told Ricky at the time, Ricky, it ain't the fact that you're gay. You're just a crappy actor. Sorry to say it, Ricky, but it's kind of true. He's a really good singer, folks. Don't get me wrong. He's a really good singer. But just like Madonna, he's obsessed with wanting to be successful in acting and he should really just focus on his music. They never just quit while they're ahead. But I digress. So if Joshua Bassett is worried about consequences, I suspect, folks, that it has to do with making huge bank in Hollywood or not doing that if everyone knows you're a queen. The High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Jesus Christmas. That's the title, White Boy Malcolm X? High School Musical, colon, The Musical, colon, The Series. I don't know what drunk queen came up with that, but you should be ashamed of yourself. But let's try that again. 
The high school musical, The Musical, The Series star appeared to come out in May during an interview with Clever News telling the outlet that Harry Styles is hot. Okay, this kid's an idiot. Before saying, I guess this is also my coming out video. You have a look on your face, white boy Malcolm X. Do you agree with Joshua Bassett? Do you think, sir, that Harry Styles is hot? A shoulder shrug, sir. That's not quite an answer, but we'll take it. I just assume at that point you're like, meh, meh. That's what I thought. (laughs) I'm sure to some of you folks and to Joshua Bassett that Harry Styles is walking sex. Yes, walking sex, white by Malcolm X. Not something I made up. A friend of mine in Sydney used that phrase a lot, but I'm sure a lot of you think he's hot. I mean, he's kind of a cute kid. Too many tattoos for me. And to be honest, folks, he just looks like he smells. He just, I don't know. He's just one of these people. You look at him, you're like, I bet he smells rancid. Yes, rancid. (laughs) I don't know. That's just something that came to mind. He just, I mean, he does. He looks like he smells to me. And if he doesn't smell, he looks like he bathes himself in cologne. But I digress. Let's get back to this little gaby. Speaking to GQ, I guess it's better than People magazine like T.J. Osborne. Joshua Bassett revealed that he's still figuring out exactly how he identifies, and he explained why he is in no rush to label himself. What is it, White by Malcolm X, with all these young gaybies, or maybe gaybies, what is it with them always having to try to figure something out? Why are they always playing coy? Joshua Bassett, folks, is he is definitely not the first queen to be like, oh, I'm just not sure how I identify. I guess to give this kid a little slack, I guess these days there are too many choices out there. In my day, I'm 51 years old, folks. I am an old queen. In my day, you were gay or you weren't. That was the choice. Now, though, folks, now you've got seven or eight sexual orientations. You've got seven or eight gender identities. That can be pretty confusing for the kids these days. What are the sexual orientations? I'm, I mean, you've got, what is it? Heterosexual, homosexual, asexual, bisexual, the laziest members of our tribe, pansexuals. What are pansexuals? A pansexual, folks, is just a snooty bisexual. You've got a couple more in there. I just can't. What? Oh, white boy Malcolm X, sir. Thank you for saving me. Because I'm like, I was beginning to wonder how I was going to wrap this stupid thing up. But white boy Malcolm X, folks, reminded me of the questioning community. How could I forget the questioning community? They're even worse than the bisexuals. At least the bisexuals will make some sort of commitment. It's kind of lazy because a bisexual will do anyone. So it's not like they have to make a choice. The questioning folks, though, they are as wishy-washy as they come. I don't know what I am. Whenever someone says, I don't know, they really mean they just don't want to say. And I think that Joshua Bassett, he's the same way. He just doesn't want to say because even if he doesn't want to live in fear and he's afraid of those consequences especially to his checkbook. If he plays coy enough, he's probably thinking it ain't going to damage his career too much. Joshua, girlfriend, you need to quit humping the closet door. (laughs) That's what I see, white boy Malcolm X, these questioning folks. 
They're not in the closet. They're not out of the closet. They're humping the closet door. <laughs> Girlfriend, stop humping that closet door and make a decision already. Speaking of playing coy, though, and folks, this is our last news quick hit. From those girls over at Queerty, David Archuleta says he used to pray to be straight and is still saving himself for marriage. David, two things just on that headline alone. Number one, I thank God every single day that I am gay. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus, for making me the way that I am. Second, David, nobody, nobody in this world is going to believe that there is a virgin queen out there. Ain't going to happen, girlfriend. Just not going to happen. They are more likely to believe in Bigfoot. Bigfoot is running around out there than they are to believe that there is a queen running around who's still a virgin. But let's find out more. Former American Idol contestant David Archuleta gave an interview to Good Morning America yesterday in which he opened up further about his sexuality. Earlier this month, the Mormon race singer, who came in second on the seventh season of the show in 2008, publicly came out via an Instagram post. Another one of these stupid queens coming out on Instagram. He said then that he was uncertain of his sexuality and thought he might be bisexual. Quick question, White Boy Michael Max. How can you come out and come out and say, you're not sure what you are? That's not really coming out to me. When I came out, folks, many decades ago, I just said, hey, I'm a big old queen. Now, of course, everyone was like, yeah, Miller, we knew. But I was not coy about it at all. Here I am. I'm a big old queen. This one, yeah, I'm coming out, but I'm not sure. I might be bisexual. David, why the hell are you insulting yourself like that? Don't call yourself a bisexual. Jesus Christmas, man. Have some dignity already. But there's more, folks, so here we go. In yesterday's interview, he said he felt relieved about coming out, even though, folks, he wasn't really clear about coming out. There's so much relief to not feel like you have to hide a part of yourself like a secret. He said he still struggled to label his sexuality, here we go again, describing himself as some form of being bisexual because I'm still attracted to both, whether I want to or not. David, there is only one form of bisexual. Lazy. That is the only form of bisexual. And again, folks, why are bisexuals lazy? Because they will do anyone. That is why they are lazy. And what is it, white boy Malcolm X, with all these stupid millennial Gen Z kids having to come out on Instagram? What is so attractive about coming out on Instagram? Who isn't coming out on Instagram these days other than you and me? And if that's not bad enough, why are all these stupid queens going on Good Morning America to go yap, 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 yap about their sexuality? I know, folks, that Robin Roberts, that lesbian over there at Good Morning America, she's probably telling him, come on over, girls. I'll talk to you. I'll give you a nice softball interview. $10, white boy Malcolm X, that she is sitting there listening to these queens go, yap, 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 about coming out of the closet, maybe coming out of the closet. I'm not sure about coming out of the closet. Where's the closet door? That kind of stuff. She's probably sitting there going, Jesus Christmas, 
These queens are as dumb as a box of rocks. Oops, I should apologize to a box of rocks. So, David, and oh, I forgot to wish Joshua this as well. David and Joshua, welcome to the tribe. Welcome to our fun, lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. You two queens, you need to stop playing so coy. Come on out of that damn closet. Do not wind up like Ricky Martin. You need to come out of that closet and stop acting like a couple of scared school kids. Just come out of the closet already. If I can do it, if White Boy Malcolm X can do it, if millions and millions and millions and millions of other people can do it, without playing these stupid games about, oh, I just don't know what I am. If we can all do it, you can do it too. So just do it already. Okay, folks, our news quick hits are over, and we only have two stories, White Boy Malcolm X. I have a plane to catch. So we got, folks... We got gay, we got smoking gun, there is no woke in the middle. We had enough woke with the trees, or lack thereof. This first one, it's another story from those girls over at Queerty. I normally, folks, I normally do not do two stories from the same place, but this one, I could not turn down. White boy Malcolm X would get really, 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 really butthurt if I did not do this story. So here's the headline. Colton Underwood. That queen, folks, is back. Colton Underwood gated up in P-Town with Gus Kentworthy's crew. And P-Town, for you folks, P-Town, if I haven't blown the microphone out by now, I guess I'm not going to, is Provincetown. Provincetown, Massachusetts. It's actually a very nice little town. Pain in the ass to get out to, but it's a cute little place once you're there. But let's go ahead and find out what's going on with new gaby Colton Underwood and Gus Kentworthy. Out in Provincetown. If Goose Kentworthy and Colton Underwood partied together in P-Town and there aren't any cameras around to capture it, did it even happen? Philosophical thought experiments aside, the Olympian and freshly out reality TV star reportedly had a ball together in Provincetown, Mass. recently where Kentworthy acted as a sort of gay welcoming committee to Underwood. That, I think, White by Malcolm X is Goose Kentworthy's third title now. Folks, he started out as Colton Underwood's guide. That was his role to guide Colton Underwood around town. Then, folks, then he was labeled an escort. And at the time, I said, escort? That sounds like a pimp to me. Is Goose Kentworthy pimping Colton Underwood? I figured, folks, as the pimp, Gus... I can't keep saying it like I usually do, folks, because that is going to destroy my throat. I figured that Gus was out to find Colton Underwood a sugar daddy, and probably himself as well. But that was his job as the escort or the pimp. Now, folks, now he is a gay welcoming committee of one. Colton is a really sweet guy, the 29-year-old pro skier told OK. Quick aside, folks. Wipe up Malcolm X. Is it just me? Or is that kind of a backhanded compliment that Gus Kentworthy is giving to Colton Underwood? Sounds like it. Folks, that sounds like it to me too. The last thing, folks, that any queen wants to be called is a really sweet guy. And if you're like, well, Miller, why the heck is that a problem? Folks, really sweet guys are lame. They're pansy boys. They might as well be virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, playing with themselves, their Pokemon cards, their Playstations, reading comic books, creeping out their parents and the neighbors. 
Can you imagine White Boy Malcolm X if I said, oh, that White Boy Malcolm X, he's a really sweet guy. Folks, White Boy Malcolm X would get up out of that chair, walk over here, and pimp slap me like no other. That to me, to call someone a really sweet guy, that's kind of a backhanded compliment. I can't believe, no, I take that back. I can believe that Gus Kentworthy is being a passive-aggressive queen. What queen does not have that in them? None. So I guess that Gus Kentworthy is getting a little tired of having to pimp out Colton Underwood. But let's find out more. I just wanted to try and help him make new friends, and my group of friends already had this trip to Provincetown planned. I extended an invite to him, and he came for a few days. And it was fun for him, I think, to get to be around other gay people. And can you imagine, folks, that pack of queens? I'm surprised, White Boy Malcolm X. I am surprised that we did not hear that pack of queens shrieking from Provincetown all the way up here. And here, folks, this is where Gus Kentworthy really stuck the knife in. I think he made a lot of new friends. And that, folks, that is gay code for that boy slept around. I think he enjoyed himself. I bet he did. <laughs> so, Gus Kentworthy called Colton a really sweet guy. And he basically called him a slut at the same time. <laughs> that one is a mattress. A human mattress, folks. That Colton Underwood betting half the boys over in Provincetown. God. Bless all your hearts, God. What a hot train wreck they were having over there in Provincetown, White Boy Malcolm X. And no, I am not, folks. I am not reading any more of that hot mess. And why am I not reading any more of that hot mess? Because, folks, two things. Number one, I have an airplane to catch. Number two, it's time for the smoking gun. And here is this headline. Wondering what gives Met that special flavor? Jailers discovered crystal rocks inside male suspect's skin safe. Crystal meth? Skin safe? What the heck are they talking about? Let's find out. Curious about where the average street dealer safely stores their stash? Wonder no more. A Florida man, of course, whose rap sheet includes more than a dozen drug convictions, was arrested last month after jailers discovered four crystal rocks of methamphetamine stored inside the defendant's, get this folks, penis skin according to an arrest affidavit. And folks, if I have to explain to you penis skin, well, I'm just not going to do it. You can figure that one out on your own. Shaft Bang Adams. And yes, folks, his name is Shaft Bang Adams, 30, was collared in mid-May for driving with a suspended or revoked license and booked into the Orange County Jail on the, of course, misdemeanor count. Adams, and remember folks, his legal name is Shaft Bang Adams. That is his legal name. An Orlando resident was familiar with the lockup owing to his, get this folks, 20 plus prior convictions for offenses like domestic battery, battery, possession of a controlled substance, delivery of cocaine, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, false imprisonment, and possession of drug paraphernalia. And in Florida, folks, they're probably all misdemeanors. During the jail intake process, 
Adams was subjected to a strip search during which a correctional officer reported finding four crystal rocks, white in color, inside the penis skin of Mr. Adams. A subsequent field test of the rocks tested positive for methamphetamine. Adams was charged with possession of meth and introducing contraband into a penal institution, no pun intended, both felonies. Felonies, white boy Malcolm X. This guy, Shaft Bang Adams, is finally getting those felonies he justly deserves. He spent eight days in custody before posting $2,000 bond. Adams is back behind bars following his arrest yesterday on cocaine possession and resisting charges, record show. So he gets busted, white boy Malcolm X, for having crystal meth on him and bringing it into a jail. And he gets out of jail, and what's the first thing he does? Gets busted for cocaine and resisting Popo when they went to arrest him. Like I said on a recent podcast, folks, you can't fix stupid. But I don't know, folks, who's more stupid in this situation. Shaft bang Adams for getting out of jail, for having crystal meth bringing it into the jail, then going out and getting cocaine and resisting arrest. Or the state of Florida for not keeping his ass locked up a bit longer. The guy's 30 years old, has had 20 convictions, and he is still running around out there. Only in the state of Florida. In Texas, you bang one student, you're in jail for 10 to 20 years. This clown, he'll be lucky to, he'll be lucky to see a year inside a jail, even with 20 plus convictions. So on that note, since I cannot top this idiot hiding his crystal meth in his penis skin, since I cannot top that and I've got to get down to Logan Airport, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Remember that we are not here on Wednesday. I am flying back that day, and we will not have time to put anything together. But we will be back, 4th of July holiday or not, we will be back a week from today. So in the meantime, have a great end of Pride, you silly queens out there. Have a great start to your holiday weekend, and we will see you back here a week from today. In the meantime, take care. Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org heart. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.